We are interested Welcome back to Interest in Conflicts. I'm Jaletta. I'm Ed. And today we're going to talk about dream jobs, whether they exist or not. Yes. I stand that there is a perfect job out there for everybody, and you should not stop searching for it until you find it. I don't. I think only when you work for yourself and you have your dream job, because then it would be 100% what you want. What if you imagine that your solo job would be amazing and it's not what it turns out to be? There's that too. There's that factor too. Yeah, but then that's just not the right job you want. Not everything you do will be your dream job, but your dream job should be something you want to do. And you think it's easier to control all those things if you're working for yourself? Yeah. I think you can still find your dream job working for a company that you love. And I think it's just about outlining what you think is important. One book that really gave me some insight on what other companies are doing and why I really look up to those companies or those experiences was a book called Radical Candor. It's by Kim Scott. I have a list of things that I would say I look for when looking for a job. Right. And this is basically how I grade it on how good it is, in my opinion, for mm. me now. Mm -hmm. I want to love my team. Right. I literally want a team that we are in sync and I don't expect it to happen instantly when I arrive there, but something that we can work together, I can learn from them, I respect them, all these other things. So a team is crucial for me. There has to be radical candor and what that is just, you have to be able to say criticism to people at work, but for it not to be offensive or for people not to take it personally. It's like a prime environment for growth mm -hmm. and getting feedback. And I think it would just be so instantaneous. There'd be no BS. There'd be no PC things that people would be worried about. You yeah. could just say it. It doesn't matter if, you know, I'm saying that to my manager or if my manager is saying that to me immediately after I do it. It's just super quick feedback. And I think that's so cool to have if I could have that. Then there's transparency. So that's just the company being transparent about things that they're doing right and things that they're doing wrong. Yeah. So acknowledging their faults, whatever that may be, and being full-fledged honest with their employees. Yeah. I've had some conversations with friends about this and one of my good friends, which, right, she doesn't think that. She thinks that, like, well, she has the devil's advocate's point of view of the company. Like, you can't have companies saying, oh, no, we messed up this project and lost this many dollars because of so-and-so-and-so mistakes, right? Why not? Loses morale? Or what? Yeah, or it could just say, like, loses legitimacy. It just makes the company look bad. Mm. Yeah. And then I have growth and learning, just opportunities for that as an employee. That's mainly what we're looking for, right? And then having a great manager is also something. Yeah. And then finally, having a purpose. So whatever work you're doing means something to you. Mm -hmm. So those are the list of things that I would say I look for when I try to evaluate whether, you know, I'm in the place I'm supposed to be at. Like how many workplaces are there where they fit your purpose, you know? I'm not saying that you have to have your dream job right now, but I'm saying it's something you should work towards. Mm -hmm. And always keep in mind what you find important. Because there are tons of jobs out there that you can find bearable. Yeah. Even good. Yeah. But not something that you love. Yeah. And I think you can find that. Well, what do you love? <laughs> I just mentioned, if I had all those things, I would love my job. Right. But how easy it is to find those things. I think it's really difficult. Yeah. How many people can say they have those things in a job? I don't know. And I also think that it's not just an employee's job to find the perfect company. I think that 
there has to be companies out there that are the perfect company. So they have to value these things. They have to look at what what does the employee want and then they tailor their company towards that, right? But what company wouldn't value these things? Ones that have more pressing matters or they prioritize different things. Like, tell me that every company, you know, puts all these as a first. No, like they don't. Employees is definitely not the priority, you know. It's like satisfying customers and whatnot before that, before this. Yeah. I'm just saying, I do believe there are companies out there that satisfy customers. They also check all the boxes for employees. But it just sounds like too good to be true. Like it was an environment made to breed a team of that sort. Why can't that be possible? I don't get it. It's too much investment for a company. You better be investing your employees. Yeah, but that's just to get their employees satisfied. Like you can find really good employees easily but you're trying to find the perfect team which is you know going that extra 90 percent for a five percent change maybe. okay so 28 year old something like that i'm happy with a good team maybe give me examples of would you want this team or that team like is this enough or is it not enough of a team what do you mean let's say you have a group of four and like three of them you like and then one you don't well yeah well like three of them want to grow one of them just wants to do his job well that's still a great team but that's not a perfect team Right. That's what I mean. Okay. It's a goal to work towards. So let's say like you have a team and maybe all four of your teammates, there's no chemistry there, right? Okay. Then you, what you look to, you have a lot of opportunity because every every team that you can picture is going to be better, right? Right. It's a huge chance that you're going to hit a better team. Yeah. So then you go do that. And then once you get to a great team, right, you're saying it's really difficult to find a perfect team after that. Yeah. But I think there's a way to strive towards it. And I don't necessarily think that moving teams is the answer. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes it's like working with your team to become the perfect team. Yeah. If something's not working out with one of your teammates, but it's fine with the other three, right? Maybe there's a way to work it out to become your perfect team. It's just about always having that in mind, not saying that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Which is what you're saying. It doesn't exist. There's a handful of them out there. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's not even worth the effort is what you're saying. Yeah. Because the effort in you searching for it is a, such a huge commitment compared to yeah. what you get out of it. Yeah, I think so. I agree that everyone should be striving for this. Okay. There's no doubt about that, I don't think. Okay. But I'm thinking, you know, what if you have a great team and it's missing a little and then you try to make that a perfect team. It doesn't work out and then you give up and try to go to another team. But that was, you know, arguably the greatest team you can get. Right. So you're saying your expectations are too high and if they don't get achieved, you're going to look for another one, right? And I think that's justified because if you work with a great team, right, you're trying to be the perfect team. You invest your time, you, you try to make it work, you realize the potential of that great team is great yeah and that's the cap yeah now if you go to a good team right like you said like you move teams because of that and it's just worse then like you keep on trying to to find what you're looking for like you don't think it's possible to find that perfect team i think it's hard to find a great team that have that all of that in mind at the same time like you can get a lot of people with the same passion or purpose together Mm -hmm. but then you gotta also make sure they all want you know transparency oh no 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 i don't want my team to want the same things that i do oh you don't no this is how i evaluate whether i like my job or not okay no one else has to follow this okay yeah but if they don't follow it then they're not on the same page as you i feel like that's gonna cause disagreements potentially like we both had coworkers that don't want to get better okay you know they want to work hard but they just don't want to get better or they want they don't want to learn something new. Mm-hmm. 
that's not the perfect team for you then. Yeah, it's not. But that's because they don't want to get better. Right. Like it's they're it's, they don't share that with you. Right. So they have to share these things. Is what I mean. Right. That that would be what growth and learning like that. Yeah, I think not everyone maybe have has that as a priority, but I think it's possible to find a team where everyone has that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's easier to just start something on your own. I don't think so because starting something on your own is going to take a lot of your resources. Yeah, but you would be wanting to do it, so it wouldn't be a struggle. It it would. Yeah, You'd be learning be, so many new things. It would be the struggle you want. Of course. Yeah. You get to make all the decisions, which is yeah. which is a powerful thing, right? Yeah. But I think the benefit that joining a team already or a company is yeah. they have years of structure that have been placed in because of their trial and error and their testing and their procedures. Yeah. And that has to be something. No way you can say you starting on your own can compete with a company that's been up for 10 no, years. No, no, not saying that. Maybe I'm saying you don't need a perfect team to get what you want. You just need people to be good at doing their job, you know. Right. And that's a good enough team to do almost anything. Okay, let's go back to all the team members have to be on the same line of growth is important or learning. Right. Now that I think about it, well, why does it matter? Well, if... then if someone doesn't, yeah, then they're going to be like, why are you guys spending time learning this new thing when you can do it? I don't know, without fully understanding it, but you just say some people want to learn it. Mm-hmm. And then they can just be like, why don't we outsource it? Get someone else to do it, but... Some people want to learn it, you know, Mm -hmm. the ones that want to grow. Mm -hmm. Some people want to switch to a new system. That is bigger than just the team. That starts to get to what the goal of the company is and staying aligned with that. Because if the company's mission is not necessarily to be, I don't know, top of the line innovators, and it's, it's not a bad thing to not want that. It's to have consistent, repeatable products, right? I think that the company's mission drives that more than anything and that can keep your employees aligned right right because if you start having disagreements like that exactly not being on the same page Mm -hmm. of what the company is trying to do as a whole yeah right if i'm not told to try to find some innovative way i'm not going to spend my time doing that but even if i want to because that's not what i'm supposed to be doing as my role but i think there would be some arguments at some point saying whether we should be spending time doing this instead of this. So, so then that would just be like a bad fit in a company, would it not? If you have disagreements with the fundamental, uh, I don't know, what are those saying? Statements. Statements. Yeah. And it, maybe they don't have it written down the statements, but it's like the company culture or whatnot. Then maybe it's just not the fit. Mm. Like if the company doesn't want you to be innovating and you want to be innovating... I think the company always wants to innovate. Like, okay. rarely companies don't want to innovate. Of course, because like, how do you survive, right? It's to the degree or yeah. that they want to innovate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, what do you have someone that's really good at doing one thing? Right. But they don't want to change this other thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you see that as a problem. Do you switch them out for someone that's more willing to change? or With less experience? Yeah, or do you try to get them to change when she doesn't want to? Or do you just not change? I would say you never know till you try, so you do your best to implement that change if you really think that there's a benefit to the company, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you realize, oh, this new product could definitely help us. And then everyone else is like, no, not not too on board with it. But the more you look into it and like spend more time, you realize all the benefits that it could provide. And you have to sell it. And you try to sell it. 
And I've always believed that the first time you ask people to jump on board with your idea or whatnot, you should be expecting not to be received well. Even if they say, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. Like yeah. it's going to fall through the cracks. You should expect that. They'll listen. And I get that. Like yeah. they'll hear you out. But like for it to go through and them to adapt to whatever you're trying to say, you have to push really hard for that. And not necessarily like be aggressive about it, but be consistent about about your idea yeah so placing action items and making sure that it goes through so i think you should try try to work with your team try Mm -hmm. to convince them of your idea and what you think and if it's logical like i really don't see why someone wouldn't want to do what you're what you're saying because to you it makes sense they'd have to have a good reason to not do it right yeah and if they don't have a good reason then like that's the end of the argument i think it's really difficult for people to just say like oh i don't want to do it (laughs) Even if they do say that, what result's going to come out of that is probably going to be trying the new product. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the way to move forward. The biggest worry would be the overhead of implementing something new in your company. Yeah. So it's like, that's a waste of time. Right? We could get it. We could get it after 100 hours to say 50 hours. Then it's a waste of time. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And another thing is the process of making a team. I think it's, you know, too difficult. It's like drafting the perfect team for basketball, you know, but it's not the same because you don't have, you know, people on the bench that you can switch out. You don't have people available to like trade all the time. People have to be willing to come. People in your company are like the people on the bench, quote unquote. You could, you could switch out people from your team. Yeah. But you know, you can't be switching out things that quick. They need to like, maybe half a year to pick up. Right. It, 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 yeah, definitely. I see what you mean. The skills aren't as transferable. So if you imagine, let's say you have three different departments, yeah. right? You can't switch from one department to the other that swiftly. Yeah. I see what like you, yeah. you, you get a new guy on board, half mm-hmm. a year later, he's caught up and you want everyone on the team to grow. So you give him some chance like a year, like you realize he's too slow. Then what do you do? You, you switch another guy, like train him for half a year and then another person's leave. Then the whole team chemistry is changing. Like, What's the point of interviews? Interviews don't work. Oh, okay. To, to find the team you want. I, don't I think... think they can. Okay, have you ever successfully had a team that you've really liked working with? No. I've been on a team with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm talking about any team. Think mm-hmm. of a team that you've felt... I haven't. You have, you've never found a good yeah. team. <sighs> Even for soccer. No. Come on. No, definitely not. You've never had a good team in soccer once. No. You've always had shitty teams. Yeah. No. No, like teams that could be better, you know? So, okay, a good team for you will be everyone's better than you. Or at least equal. Or at least equal, and you yeah. haven't had that. No. I And the equal and like mindset in the sense that in a certain situation, I would expect at least majority of people to do the same thing or expect the same. What about our sumo bot team? That's too casual. You're right. You're right. There's not enough at stake. Yeah, there was no teamwork needed. You know, it could have been two okay, people. It yeah. could have been one. It could have been five. Same uh, would have been the same result. Mm, right. Just like how like the hardest times will show your strongest players, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Okay. See what you mean? That's pretty rough. Well, you had a good team? I had a good team. Badminton for sure. Did That you couldn't see a way that it would be better. Like, a good team... It's like the morale. Yeah, the, they had morale. The morale when you're winning. everything, exactly. And 
Every you can't. So first of all, okay, a good team doesn't say, need good morale. No, you can't say winning because no one's not happy when you're winning. You have to talk about losing. Okay, but mine's not a as team oriented. Like my sport, yeah, isn't as team oriented. Okay, let me just try to think of like work or education. I did a presentation once. Mm-hmm. It was good. Like everyone on my team was well rehearsed. You know, the clients were there. We did a presentation, oh, yeah. and it was solid. I think we nailed it. It couldn't have been better. We executed the presentation really well. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. It was. It went well. Like, it, no, it was, like, really good, I think. Yeah. I think, like, it was a success. It was definitely something that we could say, like, yeah, that was successful, you know? I think th- these are harder things to say, like, what, what, how well you did, like, right. you know, it's not graded or anything, but... Couldn't a lot of variations of teams achieve that success? Yeah, so it's different. How do you evaluate it? a good team? And you said when you lose or when you, you're stressed or doing something bad. Yeah, exactly. And there were definitely stressful times in my old job. and Did They didn't turn out well. I wouldn't say that. Like Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. It was with different teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed working with Wish. She had my back. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like I could consistently rely on her all the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had coworkers like that, too. Okay. I don't think those are hard to come by. Okay. So, how do you evaluate that a team is good? It's, it's perfect. The ideal team I'm thinking about, maybe you're thinking about, too, it's like, let's say, like, a startup. Okay. A group of friends or maybe yeah. acquaintances, mm-hmm. and they have the same goal, mm-hmm. and they work really hard towards that same goal. Mm-hmm. And then during that period, you can argue that's the ideal team, I think. It's when they're very aligned and they're all working, you know, their hardest on the same common goal before anything bad happens or before, like, decisions people don't agree on happen and things like that. So that's the fairy tale team. Exactly. That's, like, with sunshines and rainbows. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. That, and I can feel it in my heart already. It's lifted, you But know? I think that's what you're looking for, no? I know, but I know it's BS. No, and what I mean by that is yeah. that's the yin without its yang. What is the yang? Yes, yeah, so when they face defeat and things like that. Yeah. I tell people this, how I judge my relationships, whether it's, like, dating or friendships, right. is always on how we how the argument goes or how the low points are. Yeah. Because that's what matters to me the most. Yeah. Is, like, how things are when things are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say it for coworkers too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree that, obviously, the hardships show what a true team is. Exactly. So then, I guess, to test how good a team is, you have to face hardships. Yes, I agree. But I what really if you agree. don't face hardships? Then you never know. Exactly. But <laughs> you have to face hardship when you're working together. Come on. But, like, slight hardships, I'm saying. Okay. I've never had, like, truly disagreements in, you know, opinions or decisions. Maybe I've never been at that level. But, mm-hmm. like, whether to take a company public or not. Sure. You, know, you like definitely... We, we're I, fought. I know, obviously. But I'm saying those decisions. Right. Or some major, you know... Right. Yeah. Mm, I see. Right. We're not there yet where it's, like, our opinion, one, matters. Yeah. Right? And, and like, two, our opinion is heard by everyone. And, like, it has to be a democracy agreement, right? Yeah. Between the board. Okay. Even if we don't have that, I still think we could have a good team. You don't need that to... Yeah, but you just need a good team, I think, until you're there. Mm-hmm. Right. That book, what was it? Bottlenecks. Oh, yes. The bottlenecks is always at the top. Yeah. Of a bottle, yeah. it was, I think it was scaling up. 
the one that we're just re- listening to now. Yeah. So you're right, right? That's the crucial part is the top of the company. Mm-hmm. Agreed? And then it matters less and less and less. Yeah. But that's in terms of the whole company. But for me, as just a measly employee, mm-hmm. all I care about is my team because I'm not working with anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. A good team would suffice. A great team, like you could see the perks in that too. But are you saying the difference between the benefit I would get as a perfect team compared to a great team is not that much at the state that I am in right now? Yeah. Or maybe there's not many great teams at an entry level. Because what's the point? You know, who would even spend the time to put together a great team at an entry level? Or how is it even possible? You know, you got an HR. And? You, you got an engineer. to put together just a great team like that. HR did not hire me solely. The entire. I know, yeah. Still. Yeah. I don't think they put that much decision to make a perfect team. I think they hire you on your individual skills in an entry level. I think they do. I disagree. I think they hire you on your team work, like based off of what but you say. But that's an opinion of a higher manager. Yeah. You know? So what's, what's the difference between the opinion of a higher manager and opinion of, oh, there's a big difference. Yeah. like It's like they want you to you get have work to, done. Then you have to also know, yeah. He wants a perfect team, not just a team to get work done. Exactly. Because hmm. there's no point in investing in that much on entry. I think it's just better in the long run. Yeah. So then why not invest in it now? But it's too much investment. What if someone just leaves? Like they're, you know. Right. Like you put so you much have, effort into yeah. something that's that has a high potential. You want to like, invest in someone that's been there for five, ten years. Mm, that's like... Like waiting on who's going to stay for five, ten years instead of making it an environment that people would stay for five, ten years. Yeah. But I know things can happen. Yeah. I'm just saying like you do what would make them those employees stay for five, ten years rather than let's check out who's going to slug it out until five, ten years and like, okay, you deserve it now. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think that it's important to invest in your entry level teams. It's like investing what... in your children for the future. Except they're not your children. And they're dispensable. Oh my god. And you don't really care about them. But that depends on how what your parenting skills are, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what internships do. But it's also, it has to be a com- company that's comfortable. Sacrificing a yeah. lot for that. I know. That's the big thing. That, I think, is like, like you said, you gotta see, like, what is the company willing to lose just to gain something. Yeah. You know? But there are, like, general manager training programs. Like, you, they would hire a young person put him in like operational roles for years and then eventually hope for him to become a general manager of the company okay that's you know investing hard yeah yeah for who investing the company yeah and in that person right they're like they put them in what role put them in like operational roles just to work their way up to a general manager if they're capable that means that employee invests a lot not the company. Well, the company invests in that employee too. Like they're training him to become. Oh, a GM. I see. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Like rather than an the, outsider, which I is good. The Costco's GM. He he started working like in the warehouse. Yeah. And then worked his way up. Yeah. Yeah. Training's really important. But it doesn't happen often. That people work their way up from a company. It happens all the time, no? Training. Oh, training. Yeah. Spending that time training. Well, it's because they're, they're scared, right? The book called Scaling Up, How a Few Companies Make It and Why the Rest Don't by Vernie Harnish. That's what we're listening to right now. So that's most recent in my memory. They were saying like, okay, why do companies not want to train their employees? Because they're scared that the employees will take advantage of it, get that free training and then dip, right? Mm-hmm. And then the author mentioned, well, think about this. 
why wouldn't you want your employees to be doing the best job they can or like the highest potential they can, right? They need that training to reach that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Why are you like holding them back? It's just like, you're, yeah, you're scared of them leaving, but at the same time, you're hurting yourself for that worry. Yeah. I think it's just having a good gauge on how many people are willing to stay and how many people aren't or legitimately just trying to use you for your training program. Yeah. Right. The company investing time in employees is a scare as much as an employee investing time in a company. It's like a relationship to commit to. Yeah. Literally. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a a company committing to one employee means that they can't hire other candidates. An employee working for a company means that they can't work for other companies. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you can only really spend a lot to invest in someone when your your company is well off. Yeah, no, I agree. There's too many unknowns. Yeah. Like, it's like you can't. There's so much risk. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What if you have a startup? There's five people, and then you hire six person, and the sixth person sucks, and you realize that. But it's been half a year now. Fire mm. or hire. Fire. And then hire. Yeah. Exactly. So it's still you're still able to go through it. Like you might not. But you just lose six, six months. Of, six months of time. Mm-hmm. But it's sunken costs, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to factor that in when you hire someone. I'm I'm ready to lose a year of wasting time working with them, or not. Like I'm I don't know what the mindset is there. Yeah, or not. Oh, ideally not. Like, or they can hire someone that they don't have to train too much. Yeah, that's probably why everyone's like, <laughs> when you when you first start looking for jobs at a university, and it's like. Five years experience minimum for yeah. everything. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's a balance. Yeah. Or you can just be a big company and all the good people just come to you. No, you'd still have to reach out. The Scaling Up book was saying how the best candidates are already working for other jobs. So you can't train someone to be better. You can. Obviously you can. <laughs> it's just if you're trying to find the best candidate, they're probably working for another company already. You'd have to, you know, be so lucky to have that chance that, like, a really good candidate is looking for a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need another company to train someone good, and then you take them from that company. Yeah. And ruin the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> but if that company gave that person training, it depends how transferable. Well, it doesn't matter. They're gone from that company. No, let's say, like, they get trained for something specific to that company. Yeah, he was a good good employee because the company trained him to be right yeah like that person probably is going to have a hard decision to make yeah. it's a lot easier to hire someone's looking for a job than someone who's working one already yeah yeah that's why it's like important to know what your employees want i guess yeah i don't think you need a team to be happy though that's the thing i think you can work on your own and cooperate with other people Work on your own and cooperate with other people. Those are two opposite well, sentences. Well, you, you can't do everything by yourself, but you can ask for help or you can get help. So work as a team? Yes, momentarily though. Or just assign tasks to them. Oh, so you're the manager now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or just tell them to get something done and we do it. That's a very autocratic methodology. What if someone did that to you? Would you rather be the slave or the master? <laughs> the slave. Dude, but that's what it is. No, okay, listen. I think that's why it's so hard to find a good team. But when you do, you achieve way more than that Autocratic. setup that you have. Yeah, yeah, where where it's one person, you know, they're on their own, they do a good job, but then they miss out on so many things that I think you'd miss out a lot if you work like that. So you're saying that's that's how you deal with when you don't have a good team. Yeah. And that's fine, is what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's not fine. I'm mm-hmm. saying that's fine. Right. 
I'm just saying there's better. Yeah. And I'm saying that better is achievable. Very rarely. Or who knows how rare. You know, you don't have a lot of chance to get this. Are you mm-hmm. still going to go for it? If it's better than what you have, right? But I know, but you every time you move job, you're also sacrificing a lot. You are, yeah. Yeah. And it's about weighing that, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, don't settle. But sometimes you have to settle. No, I don't <laughs> believe that. When the sacrifice is worth more than... You better be sure that you're weighing the pros and cons well, and it better not be your fear that's holding you back. Because if it's your fear, you're really doing yourself a disgrace. Yeah. That's what I want to make sure that doesn't happen. So I guess it's how honest you can really be with yourself. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think have that capability? Not a lot. To to be able to balance it legitimately, legitimately without the fear factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot. That's what I'm saying. That's why you just go for what you're scared of doing. Because you're going to weigh the cons way higher. You're going to blow them up way more than what, what they actually are. And at the end of it, it's your fear holding you back. Mm-hmm. And then... That's why, like, I'd say you don't know until you try. And if it's the worst, it's worse, right? Mm-hmm. But at least you know. And if it's not, it's not. You don't know, You don't have stats on you. You don't know how, how rare this team is. Yeah. Even if you did, like, what's to say that you're not going to get it? Like. But my only counter is, like I said, it's difficult to switch teams. And I don't know how many times you can do it in your life. Mm. You know, how many jobs do you think a person jumped in their life? Like, ten times? I don't know. That's, like. A few years at a company. But what are you basing that off of the norm? I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, you've already had two companies. Maybe if you count co-op, I don't know, three, four. <laughs> I don't know how many, but but that's fine. There's a lot of benefit to staying at a company. There's, like, benefits to committing to a company and benefits to trying all these yeah. new companies. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think I am missing out, well, so far in my career because I haven't stayed at a company for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that. I understand that there are things that I haven't reached. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll agree to disagree on this one. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.